Welcome to Better Each Day. Please welcome Tommy T, a.k.a. Tom Ferguson, KOSW Radio 91.3, The Sound of the Shores. Yeah, yeah! Welcome to the Better Each Day podcast radio show with Bruce Hilliard. Today and every day, reaching out for innovative ideas in every way. Today's show is brought to you by your future. It comes with a lifetime guarantee. make a better stay now, baby. Ah, uh, we're back. A little here there for you from sweet home Alabama. And I've actually uh, tracked down the mystery, Mr. Mystery Guest. You were out here about, oh, five years ago or so. Now, don't mention your name just yet. Uh, just a yes or a no. I talk like this a lot. Okay. Would you mind doing a station ID for us? You're listening to KOSW 91.3 with good looking, you name it. <laughs> Were those the right numbers? I don't even remember. <laughs> 91.3, yeah, that okay. would be correct. Okay. Uh, but, well, if that voice sounds familiar, you heard him between 8 and 9 o'clock this morning right here on KOSW. And uh, it's my pleasure to uh, have a nice little interview with a producer, director engineer, musician, writer, and host of the Better Each Day show, Mr. Bruce Hilliard. Good morning. Welcome to Surf's Up Saturday, Bruce. Oh, thank you so much, and thanks for having me. I'm excited about this. <laughs> oh, I'm, yeah, I'm excited to do this, and I, I usually don't say this a whole lot, but uh, I, I really enjoy listening to your program and uh, of, uh, your radio slash podcast. And it, for me, it's the eclectic part of it with all these up-and-coming musicians and groups and the odd author, which, which are always interesting topics and stuff. How do you... Just as a matter of curiosity, how do you go about acquiring all these guests? That's and the, uh, hang on, hang on, Bruce, one yeah, second uh, here. I'm hanging on. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm going to start start all over again. Mr. Bruce Hilliard, the host of the Better Each Day podcast. I forgot to start my recording. Everybody <laughs> boops every now and again. Now, I, 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 had asked, I, had, I was asking you the question about how I actually admire your show. I try to listen to it as, as much as I can. It's usually on between 8 and 9 right here on KOSW 91.3 FM, the sound of the shores. And just the eclecticness of it with all the new and upcoming artists, and authors with really good topics and titles. How do you, do they search you out or do you have to do a lot of legwork and track them down? What's the, what's the process behind that? It, it evolved. It started out with, I'll talk to anybody that'll fog a mirror. So what I did is I set out, and you can try this at home too, book authors. They, uh, the best, if you don't know how to interview, which I kind of really didn't know at all at the time, which is another topic. I started out at KOSW doing them and it was hard because I didn't know how to interview Mrs. Wintergreen and how to grow a geranium because I don't know anything about that. So when I went to this, pro this format. And, so, and, so like, 
Add sunlight and water and it'll grow. That's all I know. I know more about photosynthesis than I do about the flower. So I, I reached into Amazon Books and who's got a new release? Because those guys want to plug their books. They don't make a ton of money. So any chance they get to talk about it, they can. Plus, they just wrote a book on it. And they know more about it than anybody on the planet. And they want to talk. So you get them on and you say, tell me about the book. And you wait for about 20 minutes and then the next question and <laughs> another 20 minutes and, and you're done. So that's how it started out. But I realized, I don't know if I just want to do books. I'm a music guy. So I went to musicians. And, of course, they're performers. And they, they also have listened to lots of interviews of their influences on uh, other you know, formats, television mainly. And so you get those guys on. They're a little nervous sometimes, but once you get them to laugh a little bit, it just goes like crazy. What was, what was your first concert? Your, what's your influences and stuff? And it puts them in a happy place. So then they started looking for me. And that was maybe maybe 15 episodes into it. So a couple of years ago. And uh, then it just got easier and easier. And pretty soon I'm, I'm like, uh, you just look for somebody's management and you shoot them an email and tell them what you do. And sometimes they don't even check. Uh, <laughs> it could be a complete flop. They don't know. But, but for the most part, yeah, I just I'm very generous. And um, I let them talk about what they have and I play their music. So how would I want somebody to treat me basically is what I'm doing. But yeah, that's it. Just go out on the Internet and just about anything in the world is out there. Yeah, and I've been, I've been noticing, and one of, one of the groups that you had, I actually made it a point to ask uh, management if they could go ahead and just download one of the songs, which I, which I really like, which I have in my one of my main lists that mm -hmm. I use all the time, and that was a, that was a group called Love Stallion. Oh yeah, and uh, and they did uh, that. Yeah, the one I had downloaded was Big Rock Radio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, that uh, and a great and uh, we we heard you you actually played uh, we, we we did actually episode one twenty four and one twenty five today and uh, oh my god you, <laughs> <laughs> well, well we're gonna get to that here in <laughs> still still fresh in my mind <laughs> <laughs> and, and and so we played those and you had uh, to. Uh, Preface, uh, I believe it was uh, uh, one. Okay, well, he he did one twenty five. Yeah, one twenty five first. And you had some. Uh, you had a couple of your favorite artists that uh, started the show, and then you got to some that you're going to do on an EP that's going to be released released in June, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, actually, it's going to be May 15th. I pulled it in. I figured it'd be nice to release it while everybody's still at home trying to find something to do. And they're still active in social media and all the things that I'm using to promote myself. And uh, yeah, so it was going to be beginning of June. I just pulled it in two weeks. It's It's been done. The music's been recorded for a while, but I'm learning how to do this. It was the, uh, the Better Each Day, uh, the kind of a newer version. Yeah. Uh, with the intro out, uh, outro for the music, "Endless Rain." Now, this this song here, I listen to, and, and personally, I really like. Was was there uh, was there some sort of either Aberdeen or Seattle connection going on with kind of like the endless rain? 
part of it. You're exactly on it. And, and it's not and not even the rain. It's metaphorically speaking, we all kind of get trapped in our own little thing that, you know, I just can't get out of this rut kind of a thing. And uh, the, the lyrics kind of are stream of consciousness, kind of a, almost a Bob Dylan-ish rapish type of a thing where he's just rattling off all the things he's worrying about and worrying about. And then the chorus of, of course is I hang myself from gallows, borrow, drown myself in pain. I'll never live to see tomorrow standing in this town of endless rain. Here's the, t the true scoop on it. I was playing in a band in Portland and it was during the early nineties, maybe 92, 93. And the topic came up about Eddie Vedder was being crazy. He was climbing up on scaffolding and all this stuff and he's going to kill himself. And I said, you know, who's going to kill himself is Kurt Cobain. Cause it just seems like he, I know his family and I know Aberdeen, uh, and a lot of connections and stuff in there. And, and it's a town where people kind of get trapped into that rut. They want to change, but look at all the homeless people and all the hopelessness and, well, you know, and then kind of nothing happens. And that kind of happened with his career. I think he kind of painted himself in a corner and I always felt bad because uh, his intentions were all good and everything. But I think he married kind of a creepy woman. He ended up with a lot of money he didn't know what to do with. He discovered his friends weren't the friends that he thought they were at a pretty young age. And it all happened quickly, all within about three years. That's really where the song came from. And I thought, well, someday I'm going to have this conversation with somebody and they're going to say, are you crazy? Because he ended up allegedly killing himself. I'm not even sure. Uh, I hear people, close acquaintances say, no, it sounded more like he got whacked. I don't know. I wrote the song before he killed himself or was whacked or whatever happened. So people say, oh, what do you think? You're Nostradamus or something? No, it just seemed uh, incredibly obvious there was going to be something imploding soon. And it was. It was within about a year after I wrote it.
then I got fired They said they loved me like a son People come and people go And where they're coming from, I don't know Me, I'm off to the rodeo November came and still the endless rain has fallen from the sky To the river, to the sea It's changing, rearranging things I hope the sands of time will forgive me all this crime It's so insane And myself from gallows borrowed Drown myself in pain Hell, I'll never live See Another song you have uh, on, 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 on the EP that's going to be released now, May 15th, is, and it was an entirely, entirely different realm than what Endless Rain, where Endless Rain is more, you know, how would I describe it, more Americana and folk. Uh, you know, I, I, as you were saying, Bruce, I like a kind of Bob Dylanist sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Mama won't let you go. That was that that was an entirely take a 180 there. <laughs> it is entirely different. That was based on um, <clears throat> someone I know uh, very well. In fact, I was married to her. Um <laughs> uh, it, it, there's more Cobain tie-in on this too but anyway it was about being a kid in Aberdeen and the big dance on Saturday night was at the Harborina and she couldn't go her mom wouldn't let her go so she said she'd get all made up and ready to go and, and she really had no way of getting there or anything else but she always had in her mind that she was going to go to the dance at the Harborina and her mom just never let her go. And I thought, well, that, that's a sad situation because we did. And it was usually, you know, you could count on somebody being too drunk and throwing up. And maybe there'd be a fight and, you know, people get picked up. And, and the bands were good. They had really super good bands and stuff. But I felt bad that she kind of missed that part of her childhood. And that's what that song's about. It's plain and simple. And it sounds like a band playing at the Harborina. So yeah, it's off the beaten path for what I do, but I thought it'd be fun just to, to have that Hammond B3 organ in it, you know, and all that kind of sounds mm-hmm. and stuff. So now did, did you have any, uh, a backup instrumentalist with you or was, is everything basically done by yourself? Uh, you know, as far as a uh, uh, keyboard synth bass, I noticed uh, a pretty steady bass line in, uh, which one was it? Uh, I think it was Mama, Mama, Will Let You Go. There's a fairly consistent, steady, uh, steady straight bass line in that. Do you do all the things or do you actually, I guess the word farm out does not work, but uh, uh, do, do, you bring in other, do you bring in other instrumentalists to kind of help with doing some of these tracks? 
I have done everything on the EP from writing it to playing all the instruments, recording it, editing it, mixing it. Um, I'm doing all the promotion. I'm doing everything. I've come to find out that, you know what, sometimes it's just easier to do everything yourself when you can. And with the shutdown and everything, I've got some extra time. So why not learn how to do it with the thought that maybe I can help somebody else else out do their own later on down the road so that's kind of the plan right. that. yeah no that uh, <laughs> that it was fun doing that song too because i was trying to think of the instruments that people used and that bass part yeah it's kind of static i kind of stole that from uriah heap uh, like easy living a lot of times the bass part just goes yeah so that's kind of what i was doing with that it was all based on 70s kind of stuff early 70s
Now, one of the other episodes that we played this morning, and, and just my own personal opinion, I wouldn't put the social distancing symphony on that uh, EP. <laughs> oh, no. You know, I'm going to wait till my greatest hits comes out for that. I'm, that's just a teaser. <laughs> okay, I got to ask, how, how did that all come about? Uh, I, I know, it, and, and I like, the, like you preface it before it even plays. Mm-hmm. Tiny Tim is obvious in there. You can totally hear him. It does kind of have a little hint of 2001 Space Odyssey at the beginning. It was like, I'm like going, oh, I just imagine one of these old uh, Halloween shows where they're trying to hypnotize all the kids and playing something like this in the background. Yeah, an LSD nightmare without actually dropping acid. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah, and I was never into that stuff, but I did, I, I had a troubled childhood. Not really, I had the, the best childhood ever. Um, well, you bang, you bang, you banged your head when you were sixteen. I guess that's where that. Came I from. did put that in there. Yeah, so, um, <laughs> we all had my brothers and I have two older brothers. We all had our own tape recorders, and we try to sync them together and just do weird things. And we were doing, uh, for instance, uh, Cinco de Mayo by uh, Cinco de Mayo. I guess is the proper term. Mayo is mayonnaise uh, with trumpets and stuff because. Uh, I played trumpet. That was my band instrument in school. They didn't have guitars. Guitars hadn't been invented yet. And I would play goofy stuff, and we recorded that. So, And like I said, we tried to sync three of them together, which you really can't do. So we just turn them on at the same time, kind of in the right spot. And we made all these really stupid recordings based on that. A lot of parodies before parodies were really popular. Everything we did was a parody, which I... To students out there, people that are writing songs or learning music, start with parodies. That way nobody thinks you're serious and you can get away with a lot. And that's what we did. So it kind of was thinking, well, what could I do for an episode? And, and that's what I came up with. And it's kind of stuff, but there's probably 25 copyright infringements that because I, <laughs> I pretty much took everything from YouTube. <laughs> so you can come and visit me in prison. I'll be there waiting for you.
but the last time I checked, we don't have a whole lot of songs that feature the cowbell. I gotta have more cowbell. Life is making you lonely. You can I'll be doing myself with this service. It's surrounding cooks and soups and eat bread desserts and Today was 124, 125. How long have you actually been doing all your podcasts? And how long does it actually take you to put that together, decide what you're going to do, mix it, and and get a final product out? And as you were saying earlier, like your uh, your EP that's coming out May 15th, distributing it too. Um, you know, I... I Three-part three question. Yeah. <laughs> I, I look for somebody that's of interest now, and, and if they come to me, that's cool. I'm all about promoting everybody that I get a chance. They have a, a promo kit. Uh, their management usually sends that. It has a bio and then you know two or three MP3s, which are music files for those of you who don't know that stuff, which I didn't prior to this. And, and that I'll, I'll segue into how long I've been doing this. The, uh, two and a half years. It took about a year of kind of planning and experimenting and putting it off and coming back to it. But yeah, that's uh, once it's established what I'm going to do, I, I do the um, interview and they call in, take those files. There's a left and right. There's me and the guest. And I put it onto Pro Tools and mix it down. I, I cut out all the parts where we're, there's dead space or we're going, uh, 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 you know, or any really stupid things that I say. So that's about 15 minutes out of the interview right there. So <laughs> it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of like an Audacity program. Pro Sound, that's what you call it. Pro Tools is, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, cool. it's, it's software. It's Audacity is kind of a freebie one, and it, but you could do a ton with it, actually. It, you get good at whatever you're using, but I ended up with Pro Tools as of probably January of this year, and I just mix it down on that. So probably takes an hour to an hour and a half to mix it down because you have to do it in real time. So you have to go through and, and listen to everything and figure out a spot where you're going to put the music in and all that kind of stuff. It's it's fun. It's a challenge, just like what you're doing right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, this uh, social distancing, uh, it's got a whole new life to it. Luckily, I'm fortunate. I know how to run the remote kit and everything, which is why I'm kind of doing the, the Saturday the Saturday gig for a while too, and. Uh, 
and uh, yeah, you, you and I, you, we, we had talked about that, you know, when we were when we were talking, uh, you know, a day or two ago, too. Yeah. Well, uh, what was my my? <laughs> See, I'm getting old too, Bruce. It's kind of like I just had the next question all lined up in my head for you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't even feel like I'm getting old. I think that's going to be my trademark, actually, as I go into this. Finally, releasing an EP under my own name, and people would be going, "Well, you're 64 years old. Aren't you supposed to be like young and cute and all that stuff?" And no, there's tons of those guys. We need an old, ugly guy doing this. But the at-home production yeah. stuff uh, that you're talking about it's so refreshing to see the jimmy fallon stephen colbert it's humbling because you don't have a producer a whole bunch of people helping you out it's kind of a how good are you really type situation what really caught my attention about that too was what a lot of the uh the big stream media like uh you know some of the a lot of the tv stations now uh up in the metro there a lot, a lot of their anchors and stuff are actually doing it from their garage, their basement, uh, wherever, and basically Skyping it and uh, their director and engineer back in the control room doing their sort of thing. Now, you were at the station, oh, about five, five years ago or so, and you started doing your podcast about two and a half years ago. What was Bruce Hilliard's journey from that point to where you're at now? Uh, I was in real estate in Aberdeen, and and this is me. I had a, a girlfriend that I loved very much and everything, and uh, that was kind of falling apart. And I went into real estate uh, just kind of at uh, 2010, the most depressing time in the history of the United States, in the most depressing area of the United States to do it. So that's kind of the way I do things, I guess. Let's find something that's impossible to do and try doing it. And it, it didn't really work out that well. So coming down the home stretch, somebody said, hey, KOSW's hiring people or, you know, just go in and talk to them. And uh, and so I did. And uh, that worked out really good. I really wasn't there that long, but it gave me enough confidence to reinforce my desire to do radio work and do interviews and, and that kind of thing. So. I thought, well, I got to move out of Aberdeen, get out of this endless rain. And I moved up to Muckleteo and I went into real estate there. And in doing so, I left my clientele behind in Aberdeen, which wasn't too glamorous to begin with. And I came up here to, to nothing and I tried to get it going. And as I was warned and as I knew, it's going to be tough. It's extremely competitive up here. And by that time, it was Seattle was the up and coming place to live and properties were going up in value like crazy. So it was extremely competitive. And I thought, I'm spending all this time and money promoting myself doing real estate, which I'm not that crazy about. I, why don't I just do it on my own? Do it, do my music. And that's when I came to the realization of well, how am I going to do it? And that's kind of, I incorporated the podcast into that. But like I said, I started out with book authors just to get my feet wet and uh, it evolved. So it kind of took its natural course. Everything, the world, <laughs> the universe revolves around music to me. And I just, that's the way it's always been. So uh, I might die a poor man. I don't know, but at least I'll be doing what I like doing. So the podcast morphed into a music podcast and there's nothing better and then of course the shutdown hit and people were like what am i gonna do now my hobby is um and 
my hobby and my life, you know, my profession just kind of evolved back into music. So it all worked out good for me. I, I'm not happy about people getting sick, but uh, I think it's going to change the culture globally quite a bit. I don't know what into, but I think it's going to be for the better. That's a whole topic right there. I could talk all day on that one. Uh, you were uh, until the COVID uh, uh, or the twilight zone, whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it, came along. You were uh, you were you're doing some little you were doing some gigs here and there. Uh, my assumption would be they probably just to- totally dried up, where n- no large gatherings, groups, etc. Oh yeah, there's none of that stuff. I've seen a lot of people having you know music parties on st- and on Facebook and whatnot, and I haven't done that. I just keep doing the podcast. Uh, but yeah, there's there's no playing live. I'm sitting here, and, and this is I'm very gracious about this. I live on a golf course. So I'm looking at the ninth hole. So it's like I have two acres of freshly mowed lawn all the time. And it's uh-huh. so I take my guitar out there all by myself and I can sing as loud as I want out there. But I really can't in my apartment because the neighbor, I think, is a day sleeper. I don't know. I've gotten complaints, which is weird because there are barking dogs and kids screaming. I'm right off a of pain field. You can hear the jets and, and all this stuff. It's pretty noisy, but for some reason, my music is the culprit, you know. So I'm, I'm good with that. I just go outside, go out in the golf course. You know, I don't think pain field is too terribly noisy right at the moment. Uh, it never really is, but I hear people complain about it because they're looking for something to complain about, I guess. But yeah, it's pretty quiet now. The the jets that are flying are the uh, the freight jets, the, the FedExes and the UPS guys. And those are the noisy ones, too. But there again, I, I don't really notice uh, the barking dogs, I think. And you can hear them on the, on the podcast, too. I don't cut them out. I just leave all the stuff in. So now and then you'll hear, you'll hear a golf ball bounce off the window or something. It's all good. I was, I was covering the city council meeting uh, on Monday too, and my do- my dog had to go out and do its thing. So it was kind of like all of a sudden you hear it's like bark, 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 and sure enough, it comes over playing as the day through the microphone and stuff like that. Yeah, it was pretty funny. You were mentioning about uh, where, where where you are located, and uh, I'm a member of the uh, golf, the golf course out here. And there's a big, uh, do you play? Golf, uh, very poorly. Uh, have you ever seen Charles Barkley swing a golf club? You'd never think he was an athlete. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Uh, and I have a doopy turns contracture in my hands too. So it doesn't affect my guitar yeah. playing too much, but I can't keyboard on a computer. I'm starting to have to just use my index fingers. And uh, so... finger. A two-finger a two typer. <laughs> I've known people that are lightning fast and accurate doing that, and not me. So um, I'm, I'm going to some voice activation stuff. So, But you have to go back and edit it. But you can talk, and it writes, and that's kind of a cool thing. I'm assuming your, your golf course, uh, you can go out there and play, and, uh, you know, um, play with your guitar and sing as loud as you want because there's no golfers either. There are not. There are a couple guys that, you know, go out and work on the short game a little bit, but not even that. Mostly I see people, it's like having a park now with people that are six feet apart from each other. It's like you said, twilight zone. It's really weird, but it's fun and and it's, it's always groomed. I don't have to mow it or anything. And yeah, there's a little bit of Frisbee and people throwing the ball to the dogs and 
it's it's the best. I if I was going to buy a condo or something, I I'd do it right here where I am. It's really nice. Nice, nice, nice. You got anything else to add for our listeners, Bruce? With this uh, big surprise, uh, the the big surprise interview I was trying to um, sell via our Facebook page and everything. A lot of other people people want need to know about. I'm gracious for for listening to the podcast and now the EP. I really don't know what I'm doing. I I, I know how to how to play music okay, I guess, and hopefully people like it. But the promotional part of it is insane. It used to be, you know, there were major record labels that handled all that stuff, and those days are gone. There really there are three majors now, if you call them that. But then there's a billion independent labels. And so I kind of get my feet wet on that. And like I say, hopefully I can help somebody else not make the mistakes I'm making right now. But we'll, we'll see. Come May 15th, who knows? It's a crapshoot. Come May 15th, when you're releasing that EP, the better, the better each day. I, I got a chance because I, 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 I got to listen to them because they are, actually are on your... Uh, how do people tune in and, and and listen to your shows and stuff like that? Like uh, stuff, you, the, the thing, the, the shows you've already done. Where where do they need to go? To get to the website, which is just the jukebox that has everything on it, 125, 120, I don't know how many have, 127 episodes. Um, you just go to my website. That's the easiest way. And it's just better each day podcast. If you key those words in or even Bruce Hilliard or um, Google's recognizing me now, I finally made it to the big times. Oh, boy. <laughs> Wait, they recognize you, then you know you are going big. I am um, part of an algorithm. Uh, respell your last name because some people may think there's a Y in there, which there isn't. No, it looks like Billiard. H-I-L-L-I-A-R-D. They leave out that second I for some reason. But if you told them to spell billiard, they'd, they'd put it in. So it, it looks like billiard. And yeah, Bruce Hilliard, bettereachday.me is the domain name, but you don't even need that. Better Each Day. And it, it'll pop up on, on uh, most search engines. And Better Each Day is uh, aired every Saturday between 8 o'clock and 9 o'clock right here on KOSW 91.3 FM. Anything else for our listeners there, Bruce? And it's been, I've been, it's, it's been great. I've, I'm quite, quite thrilled to be able to do this interview with you. Hey, the pleasure's all mine. I want to thank you again for having me on. It's, it's great. And it's, it's nice to talk to somebody. I'm getting a little bit lonely over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, 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 I hear you. <laughs> I've got, I've gotten to the point where it's just a quick little drive for a prescription or maybe something to the grocery store. And then, I'm kind of a social butterfly, I guess you might say, and uh, being stuck at home is just killing me, too. Luckily, there's a lot of things that I can take care of you when we were talking because uh, we're both musicians. And, uh, yeah, I got, I got toys to keep me amused, too. Yeah, well, you know what? I'm going to have you on my show, so uh, clean up your act, buddy. (laughs) 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 Okay, Bruce, you got it. We're sitting at 11.03 right here in Ocean Shores, minus the about 20-second lag I've been noticing off my outside monitor there. So with that, Bruce, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, thank you so much, and let's do this again sometime. And uh, thank you for uh, joining me on Saturday. uh, I used to do a show Saturday morning brunch with a with a co-host, but now it's a uh, surf up Saturday for mm-hmm. now. 
<laughs> we can so. do brunch. Well, yeah, I, I appreciate it, Tom. And uh, you take care and, and take care of those people out in Ocean Shores. I love them. I will try my best. Thank you. Bruce Hilliard from the, the, the host, the one and only that does everything from the Better Each Day radio show. day a bit better.